Good morning and welcome to our service of prayers and worship for this, the seventh Sunday of Easter, which is also the Sunday after Ascension Day. We begin our service with a short moment of quiet and then an introduction from Clive, our organist at Westgate. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We've come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek forgiveness of our sins so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. We join together in our confession. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say together the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. 
You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24 to 28. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I gave to your ancestors and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from Acts 1, 6-14, The Ascension of Jesus. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times of periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Our gradual hymn this morning is Immortal, Invisible, God only wise. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. 
I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the disciples arrived back in Jerusalem, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. It will help our reflections if we go with them. And although it may not have been, though some say it was, let us in any case imagine that it is the same upper room where they celebrated the Passover supper on the eve of the crucifixion. Since then, they have known despair, were likely angry with one another. Surely, in the immediate days, they asked themselves, couldn't they have spoken out more? Couldn't they have done something to prevent this somehow? Soon afterwards, they retired in defeat to Galilee, back to their boats. And then, with joy, there were days spent with Jesus again. And here they are, now in Jerusalem, fearful that the authorities may try to root them out for association. And they gather together. What to do, surrounded by the memories, the cushions they lay on that night, the torture they witnessed, the uncertainty of an empty tomb. But with Jesus having appeared to them, and with the promises he gave them, everything he told them that would happen did happen. They must believe him now. They were constantly devoting themselves to prayer. Or as the King James Bible says more strongly, they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. I do not know why the modern versions omit that phrase, with one accord, for it is an important component of the scene before us. They were together in fellowship and harmony, united in experience with no quarrel or discord between them. Their instinctive response to Jesus' ascension is to pray together. Behind and informing these prayers is that fullness of trust in Jesus, of his being the Son of God that they had seen and felt and heard and been part of. This depth and completeness of trust may at times be elusive to us so many hundreds of years on. But our view of the upper room with followers praying is not a picture that we are looking into, 
but a picture that we are part of. As we stand or sit alongside the men and women in that room, we feel that they are afraid for the future. We are afraid for the future. They are, with the vision of Jesus ascending in their recent memory, hopeful for the future. We are hopeful for the future. They know they will need help for the future. We know we will need help for the future. Their intuitive response to all these uncertainties is to pray. But let us ponder a moment. Before this day, before this afternoon in Jerusalem, they would not have prayed to Jesus. Is this the first time? Of course, they would have prayed with Jesus many times, and they should have had the inestimable benefit of his teaching them how to pray to the Father, and how to make this a way of being, a constant part of their daily lives. But now, gathered together, with Jesus not physically with them, and palpably not, no look, no touch, no certain presence, they pray with one accord. Not to a distant, impersonal God, but to a God they know and trust. Let us remain in their room a while, with all our anxieties, sharing the tensions they feel, and let us pray with them to the God we know, and who we know knows us. Let us pray for the things we know he knows we need, so that when we leave the room, we do so with confidence and fullness of trust. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world, and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for your church throughout the world, for the variety of ways in which we are able to worship you. We pray for our house of bishops as they consider and plan the pace and the ways of reopening church buildings. We pray that you will inspire them and lead their decisions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we bring the people of India and Bangladesh to you as Cyclone Amphan brings devastation to the east of that country. We pray for those who have lost friends and family, for those who have been injured and who have lost their homes in the floods and winds. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we continue to thank you for our health service and all who work in it, especially the nurses and the doctors whose skills and dedication have already saved many lives. But as well, we pray for everyone who is part of this great enterprise, from trust directors to porters. Lord, be with them in their daily tasks. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father in heaven, we pray you for pray for teachers and for head teachers as they prepare to take tentative steps to reopening schools for some pupils. Calm their fears and, and those of parents and children so that all may collaborate in bringing learning back in all of its forms. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who are ill. You know them all. We ask you to draw alongside them. Let them feel your tender and your healing touch. And among those known to us at this present moment, we pray for Jill and for Mason and Jared and David. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those who have recently died, some from the plague under which we currently suffer, some who have passed away in old age peacefully, among whom we remember Merrill. Lord, we pray for all families who are mourning at this time. You are. We ask them that, we, that you walk with them. We ask that you keep them safe, for that you lighten their footsteps. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, lead and uphold us, that we may both follow the steps of your Son, as he made them here on earth, and also that we may enter with him hereafter into the place that you have prepared for us in heaven. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So just before our blessing and our recessional, um, one or two tiny notices. Firstly, thank you so very much for being with us on this podcast. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be able to be with you. Now, next Sunday is the Sunday of Pentecost, uh, that day when Peter stood and spoke to all the assembled in Jerusalem, the day that we sometimes call the birthday of the church. And so I plan uh, in the email which accompanies this podcast to invite you all to a coffee uh, morning, as it were, uh, perfectly at the time when church would normally finish. So 11 o'clock on Pentecost Sunday, there will be a Zoom meeting. Please try and join. You don't have to download any apps. You just need to click on the link which is in the email at 11 o'clock. And we will take coffee together. If you are capable of speaking many languages, um, that will surely be an advantage. May the Spirit of Truth lead you into all truth, give you grace to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and strengthen you to proclaim the word and works of God, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen.